This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. was just uh, talking uh, off-air here between radio and this uh, fabulous program, which many have called uh, the greatest show ever done on television. Uh, you were just it's, telling it's me about uh, new polls. Uh, what? what no, was it's it? been reported. Oh, many it times. Is. Many, many Sorry, times. Go ahead. Uh, but, uh, but you were just talking about a poll done in Mississippi and yeah. Utah, yeah, right? Yeah, for let me the, give the general. Yeah, let me give you the facts here because it's a little bit different than initially. Uh, okay, uh, now. Comes out. No one else knows what it what it was. Okay, was... now <laughs> we were lied to <laughs> by no, Stu. Now See, we, we, we find were, out we, we were misled. We weren't on the air. So, um, were we misled? So yeah, but they didn't. No one in the audience had any idea what I said in the other. But room. we did. So and I was going to talk we, about we, it and clarify it, and then before I even right. did that, you said I. Yeah. That that I was. But you lied to us. You lied. I mean, Pat said misled. Oh, I'm saying lied. <laughs> Thank you, so, Jeffy, for clarifying. You lied. So initially, the first tweet I saw about this had said that um, uh, Hillary Clinton actually leads Donald Trump in Mississippi by three points. It's actually Trump only leads uh, uh, Hillary Clinton by three points in Mississippi, making oh. it incredible for ri- okay. ridiculously. I mean, okay. No, okay. What did Romney win? What did Romney win Mississippi by? Jeffy? I don't know. Eighty-four points. Something like that. And, and Pat was, we were kind of having a discussion off the air of which would be more amazing, uh, Hillary Clinton winning Utah or Hillary Clinton winning Mississippi. Pretty sure Utah. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. Because the reason. It's the most Republican. I mean, it's the most conservative right. state. And I, so I definitely understand that point. But to me, the, like, them, like, oh, oh, Utah going there is, is partially because Mormons are specifically inclined to really dislike a person like Donald Trump. Yeah, like it's like we went through those numbers on the air uh, when Utah was happening, mm. and that's why Utah was a huge win for Ted Cruz. Right, uh, Mississippi, like 55, fifty-five points. Right, Mississippi. Over on the other Donald hand, Trump. was a really good state for Donald Trump, and he's still yeah. in a tight race with Hillary Clinton. That's very true. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it, so you might be right. It, it is kind of more amazing in Mississippi. They're both freaking yeah. amazing. So the, the, it was 46-43. Mm. Uh, with a third-party candidate, if one were to run, it would be 39-39 um, between those two. Uh, and I honestly think, you you know, you may or may not see a high-profile 
you know, you've seen the names that have been thrown around, you know, Rick Perry or somebody like that. These mm-hmm. people who I don't think any, I don't think we're going to get one of those. You might see a third party conservative running in a high profile way. More don't than it. likely, you'll probably have uh, someone like uh, the libertarian candidate um, uh, get more votes than they've ever received before. I think instead mm-hmm. of they're not, I don't think they're going to compete for the for the win, but I think you'd see them get seven, eight, nine, ten percent of the mm-hmm. vote and, and something like that I think could make this possible where it's thirty nine thirty nine. I can tell you this, there's no way I'm freaking voting for Donald Trump ever. No, I'm not either. Um, and, My wife and I were just talking about this yesterday and she's like, What I mean, I I'd rather vote for Hillary. But I said, yeah, but there's going to be other people on there to vote for. It's going to be, you know, I mean, I don't know anything about them now, but we will. We will. We'll find out. The Libertarian Convention happens in May. I Um, just doubt it'll be anybody really good like, you know, it won't be Ted Cruz. Yeah, if, if he loses right. this nomination, he's not going to run a third. Well, party. I mean, the guy who, who much as I'd like to see that happen, the guy who ran for the Libertarian nomination last time was Gary Johnson. And Gary Johnson, you remember, he was a Republican governor of New Mexico. Had right. a pretty good record, actually, as governor of New Mexico. He's a Libertarian. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not. He, he, he's not a. Uh, exciting, compelling, exciting speaker. <laughs> I would say, you know, he's mm-hmm. a little. He reminds me a little bit of, um, like a, you know, like. Lincoln Chafee or something like that, like one of those guys that's just like kind of awkward. And is he uh, Lincoln Chafee without the metric system? Yeah, I think he still uh, believes in the program? English system. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. And so he's that's not exciting that's at all. But he's like that type of guy who's a little awkward and quirky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, mean, I think generally speaking, I mean, he's a re- he was a Republican, definitely libertarian now, but uh, you know has a record of l- l- less government. And to me, like mm. there are things I don't like about the Libertarian Party at times. I know mm-hmm. Pat, you, you have this, uh, many of the same issues and sometimes different ones, but. You know, so we mm-hmm. all have kind of. I, I'm not, I don't align perfectly with the Libertarian Party. However, when they err, they typically err on the side of small government. Right. Uh, or if they, and maybe sometimes they reach so far something they're never going to get. Or maybe they, I might disagree with them. But the point, general point, is that they are smart. Small government people would reduce the effect of government mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like mm-hmm. I can deal with a lot of crap if someone's going to actually do that. Because Republicans don't typically do it. I think Cruz would. I think Rand Paul would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, but there's not a lot of Republicans who can even, I think, claim that mantle. Uh, what was the deal in Utah? So does he lose Utah, too? He, he lost Utah. It was 39-38 or 38-36 or something. To Hillary? Yes. Wow. So he would lose, actually lose, and he's Ooh, only wait. up by three in, uh, in Mississippi. pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, and- the last time a Republican lost Utah, uh, I think Brigham Young was alive. Um, <laughs> I think you're probably right. Really? So, <laughs> um, by the way, uh, no, it, it's been 50 or 60 years for sure. If you want the favorability, uh, un- the favorability ratings for ca- these candidates in, uh, in in Mississippi, Ted Cruz plus six, Hillary Clinton minus eight, Donald Trump minus 11. Mm. His worst favorability numbers in the state of Mississippi, a state he won in the primary, mm-hmm. than does. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Mitt Romney won that by 11 or 12. 11 or 12. 55.29 to 4379. Right. So, okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, Also, Cruz and Trump campaigns are pushing the threshold provision for convention ballots uh, in hopes of blocking Kasich. The campaigns of uh, Ted Cruz and businessman Donald Trump are looking to alter the Republican National Convention's rules. To require all candidates to achieve a minimum amount of support in the primaries. They already have that. 
don't they? Well, we already have the eight-state rule from see, last time. The way it actually works is, and again, I am not an expert on this particular this sort of stuff, but my understanding of the way it works is the rule essentially is for that convention. So the most recent convention, they made a rule, and right. then the next one's coming up. And in theory, you could say, well, that rule, uh, they'll probably do that rule again. However, it's not locked in. It's really just a one-time rule. So it's like if well, you they should lock it in right, and like, rip the knob for, off. For example, last year they did uh, the uh, field goal or the extra point in the NFL from the 33-yard line, mm -hmm. uh, or it was made it a 33-yard field goal. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that, but it was a one-year thing and it expired. Um, now oh. they made it a, a a permanent thing starting this year. Okay. So it was a one-year test and they did a permanent thing. The the, the equivalent. Uh, when it comes to these elections, is it's more like the one-year test. Like they, so they, mm. it does not have to repeat this time. When they said they changed the rules to screw Rand Paul, no, they just made the rules to screw Rand Paul. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that they had the rules and they changed them. It was like they just said, well, now we have this new rule. But, uh, you know, and, and shockingly, it's one more state than Rand Paul actually won. But this, mm. the thing about this is it eliminates people like John Kasich. It also eliminates people uh, like such as... Uh, you know, Everyone Ryan, like such right? as like, it would, yeah. It would get rid of Although everybody. they're trying to they're trying to quell that talk though. Anyway, the Republican uh, committee is. I, I just saw them t say yesterday that uh, Paul Ryan is not going to be president. He's not going. It will be. In fact, they made a pretty definitive statement. It will be someone who has been or is running. Yeah, and I think it, I, I read a poll. So. something like sixty-five percent of Republicans want it to be somebody who ran. Kind of um, has to be, I guess. I mean, to me, it's it's so weird though to say, okay, well, we're going to pick the guy who was in eighth place. I mean, John John that Kasich might not yeah. make it to third place. He might still be fourth. I, you know, if let me just throw a crazy thing out there. If it becomes clear that uh, what's his face uh, Donald Trump is not going to win the nomination, like he does poorly in New York, you know, has a couple states where he's. You know, mm -hmm. not doing so well. And it's, it's okay. He's got to be in the 1100 area. He's not going to get close to 1237. Mm -hmm. If you're Marco Rubio, do you consider reactivating your campaign? Yeah. I mean, he's already, he's won, he, he's won a state, right? Mm -hmm. He, a couple of, well, he, he still has, Puerto Rico too. He still has more delegates than John Kasich. He still has more votes than John Kasich, yeah. which that one, the votes will probably change. Mm -hmm. The delegates might not. I mean, John Kasich, depending on how badly he does, he might not even get to the same level. He might finish in third place and be out while the fourth place guy is trying to win it. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, you go jump in and say, you know what? I'm back in it. If you want to consider me, I'm in. He probably won't do that because he's thinking for the future. Mm -hmm. But I mean, in reality, if you knew that John Kasich was not going to drop out, Marco Rubio should have stayed in. He probably mm -hmm. should have stayed in. I mean, because John Kasich has screwed this whole thing up. Because now this well, 20... I think he's a patriot. He's giving Cruz a chance. He didn't have to. I know, but... He didn't he, have to. He, he didn't have to. Although, because <clears throat> of the way this is broken, I think you can make the strong argument that Marco Rubio being in there at this point in some ways might have helped in a lot of these states. I'd know. rather have Rubio <clears throat> in there know. than Kasich. Well, yes. <clears throat> yes. If one of them's going to stay in, I'd rather it be Rubio. But, you know, Casey's not, just not going to leave. He's just so uh, delusional that I, I, I don't know where he's getting this stuff. Um, just from his own ego, I guess. But uh, the campaigns are expected to lobby for a similar rule that would uh, allow them not to even submit Kasich's name for nomination. Uh, they did that, of course, in 2012. At the time, the delegates uh, supported eventual nominee Mitt Romney, and he supported a rule 
that required candidates to have a majority of support in at least eight states. So they could do something similar. They could say four states or they, you know, whatever. But if they do that, not only does it eliminate Kasich, it eliminates a guy like Marco Rubio. So right. we'll see. We'll see if they do that. They may want to keep their option open for Rubio. Rubio, you know, if it's not Trump and it's not Cruz, the yeah. next most attractive guy to run against Hillary is Jim Gilmore. Is oh Marco Rubio. Oh, you just assumed we were going to say Gilmore. Mm -hmm. No, I, I mean I got to be honest. Like I, I, I feel that way. But I feel like the the, the Republican voters would say, "Wait a minute, this yep. guy finished behind." Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they're not going to see uh, Kasich being in fourth place. They're going to say he stayed alive and say he's in third, even though he's not. I mean, really, this is a Marco Rubio. Uh, clearly, out. he underperformed what people hoped mm -hmm. for Marco Rubio, but he's well outperformed John Kasich. Oh, it's yeah. not even remotely close. Yes, I mean, and so and he I, performs the best of I think all the potential candidates against Hillary, right? Yeah, I mean, Didn't he Kasich, even Ted? Kasich's polling is good against Hillary, but Kasich has had no attention. Yeah. You can't, you cannot look at Kasich's polling. It. You can look at Rubio's. I think it's fair. Sanders' polling um, is unbelievable. Yeah, Sanders is the same Stupid. way though. Sanders has received very little attention from anybody outside of that primary. I saw one poll where it was like sixty to thirty-one over Cruz. Yeah. If Sanders and Cruz, but Cruz match. does better Come than Hillary. And again, Come I don't on. think that's. I don't think that's the real world. You know, no, it's not the real world. It's, it can't. It can't be. Right, or a socialist would beat the hell out of a conservative constitutional guy. Right, the no in America. There's no negative attention on Sanders because Hillary mm. doesn't even want to hit Sanders because no. he wants she wants the support. Yeah, um, and she's a socialist too. So she's she, also socialist. She shares all of those, all of that ideology right. with him. To me, the only three f candidates you can fairly look at, or f I would say four candidates you can fairly look at their polling. Um, it, the well-known people, it's better. For example, even a guy like Jeb Bush is probably fair to look at when he was in the race because he was such a well-known commodity. Where yeah. a guy like John Kasich, I mean, literally nobody's even heard of this guy. I mean, he's a nobody, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to politics. And he, even in this race has been a literal nobody up until Marco Rubio decided to give up. Uh, so, you know, you can't, it, it's hard to look at his polling. He's... To, the only thing anyone ever says is, oh, well, he's running a positive campaign. No one knows anything about his policies. No one's taken any shots at him. No, most people haven't seen him. Most people, when they were DVRing the debates, just fast-forwarded through his answers. At least I have, because he's so bad. Uh, but, yeah, mm -hmm. he has had no scrutiny. So you can't, it's hard to tell that. Rubio did mm -hmm. have scrutiny. Jeb Bush had scrutiny. Uh, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, plenty of scrutiny. Hillary Clinton, plenty of scrutiny. Sanders? Not so much. There's been almost nothing about this guy. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, for the American people, it, it blows me away, though. Just knowing the guy is socialist, it should be enough to completely eliminate him from consideration for you for president mm -hmm. of the United States. Uh, how hard is that? Triple eight seven two seven back more patents Stew coming up. You've heard us talk a lot about fake stuff on this show lately. You've heard about, you know, fake vodka, mm. uh, fake universities <laughs> that people are being sued for unreal poll numbers and even fake steak companies. It's hard to tell what's real anymore. It really is. Um, however, of course, mm. there are some things that actually are real. We're talking about uh, you know, being prepared for emergencies. Mm -hmm. uh, emergencies do happen. They unfortunately are real. And when something does like that does happen, you want to make sure that you're prepared between not only uh, yourself, but also your family. Yes, indeed. Right now, our friends at My Patriot Supply have real food to keep you prepared Where's in a the, real emergency. This stuff is delicious, too. It's not like, okay, you open up a big container filled with oats or 
lima beans right. or rice, and you're looking at that, and it's like, <laughs> lima beans okay, are good, uh, though. What am I going to do with this? Oh, well, yummy, yummy. <laughs> lima beans or chocolate pudding, Jeffy? I'm just oh, going to guess. Tough decision. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough decision Not on so much. how much pudding you're going to eat. Right. <laughs> so you get a two-week emergency food supply for just $50. Yeah, you're getting Amazing food deal. made uh, from the highest quality. Uh, and, you know, you're talking about a, a group of people that really care about getting this stuff right. We've talked mm -hmm. to them about pr products that they're developing that are already better than most of the stuff on the market, but they keep holding it back, trying mm -hmm. to make it better than everything. They do this all the time, and you, know, you get meals like rice, cracked wheat, no barley, no like pasta, soups, chocolate pudding, yummy things. Oh, yummy things. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. You actually had already that's mentioned. Right. Uh, I kind of mentioned that, pudding. You kind of forgot about it. Right. All their food lasts up to 25 <laughs> years without spoiling. How did that Limit happen? <laughs> Two <weird>. per color <laughs> while supplies last. So the number is 888-893-9140. 888-893-9140. Eight nine three ninety one forty, or order online at preparewiththeblaze.com. Do it right now. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond, and they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents I trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Triple eight seven two seven back. Oh. Uh, if you missed it on radio, we talked about uh, the big plan now for uh, getting Mexico to pay for the wall. Everybody asks, well, how, how, do you get to, how do you get them to pay for the wall? We understand they're going to pay for the wall. But what if they say no? How do you, get, how do you make them pay for the wall? Well, it's called uh, we have a trade deficit. It's called we have a country. It's called we have a border. It's called management. That's all we've gotten out of the guy. Well, now he has Donald Trump. Will try to force Mexico to pay for his proposed wall <clears throat> along the U.S. border by blocking re blocking the money sent back from illegal aliens and others from America to Mexico. I don't know how you do that. I, I guess what do you snip the wires at Western Union? Uh, do you go to every bank and seize accounts? How does that work? That's part of it. What does that look like? Number one, you snip all the wires at Western Union and all of all right. the wiring services. Okay. Uh, number two, okay. uh, you would also have to shut down uh, things like PayPal uh, and uh, oh, yeah, other right. remittances services. Uh, what's a Ven yeah. Venro? Ven Venmo? What is it? Mm -hmm. What's the one on the, what's the app? I don't know. Venmo or Venmo? Venmo. Venmo. Uh, other uh, things where you mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to send money. Uh, you'd have to shut them down, obviously, between the United States and Mexico. Uh, of course, you're, obviously, you're not done at that point. You'd need to also um, uh, make sure that no one could open a bank account um, so that they would be able to send a check. 
Uh, and also shut down or all cash. the cash. Well, I was going to get there, but oh, I was going to okay. also say tr uh, money orders. You'd have to money shut down orders. the money order system, okay. obviously, because then that would be and travelers' checks. And you have uh, to open have to every piece of mail going from and, the U.S. And that's the last step, to Mexico. Pat. Uh, you just you, you need to just open up every piece of mail. Um, and I think maybe you know you could just look at the envelopes and look for names that look like illegal immigrant names. You know, maybe they have uh, names that people that would clean your house or something like that. Well, they're all um, that, right. Because, because from they're my understanding all. from Ivana, that's what you need to kind of look for. How many people Smiths that would clean up after you live in Mexico? Right. Not of very course, many. not very so, many. So, but if there look, are any and mail is going to them, then you wouldn't open theirs. Right. Like if it's Bob, and of course, then you'd have to realize that they would start changing it to Bob's <laughs> their names to Bob Smith. So you would have to open up every piece of mm -hmm. mail that goes from the United States to Mexico just, and just let's sift through it, see what's in there. Right. Make sure there's nothing of value in there because they could also send things like jewelry or other uh, valuables that can easily be transformed into cash once it gets to Mexico. And I think once you do that, you've probably done, gotten rid of half the problem. Easy. Um, so that's, that's easy. I think that's going to work out pretty well. It's easy. That's how you get Mexico to pay for the wall. All right. So course, shut up. You'd also have to stop the people from keeping the money that they made when you deport them. So mm -hmm. they would have to leave all their money here because oh, when they right. deport them, they would, of course, bring the money back and that would, <laughs> then they wouldn't be able to right. pay for the wall. And, of so, course, when you push him on this, his thing is, well, it's just, well, it's just a bluff. I don't really mean it. I'm just bluffing. It's a, I'm a deal maker. Yeah, I don't think he's bluffing. He's, on, he didn't say that about he this, He has done that he? about certain things, but not the, the yeah. China 45% tax, for example. He has, uh, was for the size of the wall, right? The size of the bluff. wall. He yeah. said, yeah. He said, well, he said, well, he said it would, if they piss me off, I'll make it higher. <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact same thing, but um, I think what you're trying to articulate here, Jeffy, is that the candidate who's leading um, is insane. I think that's what you're trying. Mm. Says you, you went a roundabout sort of scenic route to that mm -hmm. point, mm -hmm. uh, but you are correct. You, you took you. a dir more direct route. <laughs> yes, I, right up the middle there mm -hmm. uh, because he's just so, insane. Yeah. Uh, now, they say his plan to deport all undocumented immigrants, I call them illegal aliens, would cost between four and six hundred billion dollars. Four and six hundred billion and take at least 20 years to implement. OK, now this is stupid. I hate this kind of stuff. The American Action Forum says that there are currently 11.3 million undocumented. You, you know, just from the way the story is written with this undocumented immigrant <laughs> crap. What their lean is, what the what the bend of the story is. Uh, so to deport them, these individuals would have to be apprehended, detained, legally processed, and transported back to the country from which they originated. In order to do this in two years, like uh, Trump has proposed, the report estimates estimates that there would need to be ninety thousand five hundred eighty-two federal immigration apprehension employees. 348,000 immigration detention beds, 1,316 immigration courts, 32,445 federal attorneys to process, and a minimum of 17,000 some chartered flights and 30,000 chartered bus trips. We should also point out that because, you know, obviously this is not the way the media thinks of the story, but we think that it would be a good, uh, there would be uh, assistance to uh, the economy for stopping mm -hmm. some of this illegal immigration, certainly. Um, but we should also point out that this, I don't know that it would be $400 billion, or that's a lot of money, but mm -hmm. may, over a certain amount of time, perhaps that would be true. The issue, however, is Donald Trump's plan is to let all these people back in once they've gone to Mexico. And that's the, the good ones, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so the good ones can come back in. So you're right. not even, you're spending $400 billion to get a bunch of people out of the country that you're wanting you to allow right, right back, back in. in. Um, it's stupid. It doesn't seem It's just, it's sensible. asinine. And, but... 
in defense of Trump and anybody who thinks that illegals can't stay and we don't want to grant amnesty, A, there's probably more like 20 million. They've been using this 11 million figure since 2005 or six. We're 11 years, almost a dozen years down the road now since they first started throwing 11 million around with a million to two million every year pouring across the border. And they're still saying 11 million. It's easily 20 and probably much more than that. That's the first thing, which doesn't sound good because then that raises this price. But what you do is you start to deport the ones who are readily caught, that you catch with the current authorities. You process them, you deport them, you remove the incentive for being here. And self-deportation happens. It doesn't cost you anything like hundreds of billions of dollars. It's just ludicrous. Well, because and this is a difference, I think, Pat, because you're pretty much the strongest guy that I know on illegal immigration. You're not. You don't screw around with this stuff. You've been strong on this. I mean, you did shows mm-hmm. in Texas. You did show in Houston and mm-hmm. Dallas uh, before we moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were on this story every single day. Every day. It's the biggest issue in the state, especially at that time. Yeah. Um, and because this was when they were talking comprehensive immigration right. reform. Now, again, you know, and of course, as Donald Trump would tell you, he brought the issue to the nation's attention, which is weird. I don't know why you're doing those shows. Um, but that being said, I, you are not for... When he was talking about banging his daughter, we were talking about <laughs> illegal immigration. Right? That's a very nice way to put that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, however, like you, I've never heard you support a policy where you, you'll get a bunch of paddy wagons and you drive around apartment complexes, knock on doors and check for nope. papers. And when you get them, you throw them in the back. Ludicrous. It's when they do something and they're caught. Yeah. If you get caught speeding even, or if you get caught in a traffic accident, if you get caught yeah. uh, committing a different crime, if uh, if there's a tax evasion thing that gets popped on you, something like that, as mm-hmm. you get caught, these people leave and they don't come back. Trump's position is take everyone, try to, you know, as he said, a mass deportation force to collect people no. and send them back over the border only mm. to let them return in due time. That obviously would be expensive yeah. and difficult and time-consuming. And that's the criticism they always, it, the left yeah. always says. And well, you're never going to be able to deport all these people. Well, you don't need to deport all these people. You don't need to. And if you do the things of when you catch people doing something else, mm-hmm. you get rid of them, you, you deport, deport them, them. A, and B, you tighten up the rules on employers so that the incentive is taken away. That's where you really clamp down. Right, and those is two unemployment. Things, yeah, it's not as you know. And those if, two things solve. I mean, again, ninety percent of the problem. Yeah, I mean, some of the people are overstaying visas and stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, we're talking about the actual coming across the border. Yeah, that is it, it solves most of the problem. Those two things. If you crack down on the reason they're here, right? Mm-hmm. Presumably is for employment. Well, if you stop employers from employing people without uh, being here legally, there's no reason for you to be here illegally. So the biggest part of the PAT plan would be to clamp down on employers who knowingly do this every single day. Yeah, you know, employers like Donald Trump. (laughs) <laughs> yes, now, actually. I will say, uh, yes. he's only been fined a couple times for employing illegal oh, immigrants. Okay. And we, multiple reporters went to his construction sites and found illegal immigrants there. Who out, out, These are the people that actually outwardly told reporters they actually were illegal immigrants. Sure. And, you know, he's the, and then he's also important. 
legal but questionable methods to bring in people to his clubs in uh, Florida, places in California. So he's one of the bigger violators. I mean, how many uh, illegal immigrants have you imported to work at your facilities, Pat? Uh, you run a school. The grand total? Yeah. Like, so think about like all the t you know all the people, uh, even the people cleaning up your school. Okay, you cleaning know, up the get school. Them all the people who do the lawn at your school. Because I mean, that's you know how many people if you're are talking lawn work? Yeah, too? and fly them in from Guatemala, from Mexico. How many? What the Carry what's the, the percentage? Would you say two, of the employees uh, that you multiply square root of pi? Uh, none. none. Zero. Yeah, there's mm. been none. Mm, wow. They got zero. that right. Wow. Way, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, Trump obviously runs a big business. I, I don't mm -hmm. think it's fair to hold him to the standard that no one in any of his businesses has ever hired an illegal immigrant. That's probably not fair. But he has a strategy mm -hmm. of importing questionable workers under uh, loopholes in the law to get them to come here and legally. And he's admitted a million times he uses those and loopholes. And he said it. I mean, he's the one telling you about it, right? Uh, and he's still doing it today, still today. And when he, le if he becomes president and he hands over control to uh, Ivanka or one of the, or Donald or Eric Trump or whatever, they're going to continue to do it mm -hmm. because that's what's going to. They, they will always, you know, that's the Donald Trump guarantee. He will always manipulate the laws to benefit himself financially. That is what he has described his own patterns as. It's I mean, that's amazing. It's agonizing. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up. I mean, we do employ Jeff. Don't ask you about the What, what does this do? Stepped out. What is it? Perhaps uh, I'm not aware well, of the we breaking have, news. We have been saying we need to, we can get rid of the Department of Education. We have been saying that part of it. But yeah, Donald Trump said also said that we need to get rid of the Department of Environmental. Oh, now, my gosh. I didn't even know there was a Department of Environmental. I didn't know that either. Um, wow. and, then he, it, wow. and you might say, like, wait, maybe he just screwed the name up. No, because immediately after he did abbreviate it as the DEP. Um, now the <laughs> Who's DEP, the head of the DEP right now? I don't know. I I'm sure it's some... Obama socialist, probably communist. I know that Depp was a hair gel from the, like the nineties, um, so it could be. That's. It are, could you, be. are you sure you're not thinking of uh, Dippity Do from I the sixties? No. no? Okay. There was a, Although that could be another federal agency we don't know about yet. <laughs> there was a Depp hair thing. Depp, yeah, Depp hair gel. Huh. Mm -hmm. uh, could be anytime. So uh, the DEP. Uh, that's uh, you down with oh, DEP. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, me. you know me. Um, so that's an that's a big problem. Now, how does a guy who makes Buildings, you know, builds buildings all across uh, the country. He doesn't not know, know what the EPA is. He, he calls just... it the DEP. <laughs> What's so hell? bad? He's, He's so, so stupid. Bad. He is the dumbest billionaire I have ever encountered in my life. I think. I, I mean, thank you, and a douche. Yes. Grand nozzle, grand nozzle of the douche hall, hall of fame. But you, you think of. You think of Warren Buffett, who's a fat piece of crap, Warren fat piece of crap Buffett. Mm -hmm. He's in the Douche Hall of Fame as he well. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you, you've got him, but when he speaks, at least, I mean, he's, he lies and he says stupid things, but you know there's some intelligence there. Right. Uh, the same with Bill Gates. G Gates is agonizing uh, as a liberal, but he's a smart guy. Same with Steve Jobs. He was the same way. Yep. Um, but you hear a guy like Steve Wynn, who's a little more conservative and, and a smart guy. He knows things. He understands how the world works. How did Donald Trump get anywhere from uh, whatever it is, three to ten billion dollars, as dumb as he is? Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess people have said that if he would have just kept it in wow. the market, he would have. He would have made ahead. more. He would have made. Yeah. made well, it. he. It's kind of interesting, and I, uh, maybe we've said this before, other than the series that we played on Donald Trump. But he and Buffett started out in 1974 with the same amount, same amount of money. $40 million. Each of them had a fortune of right around $40 million. Mm -hmm. So today, Trump says he's worth $10 billion, which is not true. He's probably more, it's probably more like $3 billion. But let's even give him the benefit of the doubt. Warren Buffett is worth $55 billion. So who did more with their money? And he's supposed to be you know the be all and end all of businessmen in the world. Yeah, I mean, he's, look, he's had, I mean, he's had and he is a successful failures. guy. I guess, yeah. I mean, he's had high, but, a lot of high profile failures. What, uh, one thing I think he's done well um, is to figure out that it's much easier to sell your brand than it is actually build buildings. Yes. So what he's he been has. doing has been just saying, hey, you know, Trump is the greatest brand in the world. I'll go on media all the time. I'll make it the greatest brand. I don't know brand. how that happened either. How'd that happen? Well, he, a failure. Why? Failure. I mean, the guy failed a lot of times trying to build real businesses. Yes. Um, and so he decided to, to instead say, I'm a reality show star, and everyone's going to respect my business acumen and, and, and my power. Uh, and so it, it's, it's so much easier to say to Tampa, hey, Tampa, yep. you got to build a big, big building? Put Trump on the side of it. It's going to be great. Now, when the building collapses, it doesn't, the, not the actual building, but the building development, uh, the business side falls of it apart. Mm -hmm. falls apart and the building doesn't get built, well, then the, the name comes off and he didn't lose any money. He just yeah. gets a licensing fee from these companies to sell the, the uh, condos. It's a great gig if you can get it. Great gig. And he's worked hard on that. He worked, he's worked the media hard. He's given uh, um, interviews by the thousands, which is the only reason we know what he you know, actually believes over this long period of time. It's why we can show you that he's obviously not a conservative and we can show you that he's mm -hmm. done all these th crazy things because he's been in the face of the New York media for a really long time. And the media happens to be in the city that he's from. The media's not in Omaha. You know, Warren Buffett isn't mm -hmm. giving interviews at the rate uh, that Donald Trump has over the years. He's built himself into a big media brand. And, you know, it's why when you see, like, every once in a while you'll be like, Hi, I'm Don Le I'm Don Lepree. Remember Don Lepree? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we've lost Don Lepree. We but he used to say, I can make $500 million month after month after month from, from my tiny one-bedroom apartment by pacing <laughs> tiny classified ads in newspapers all over America. Now, you, now think about this for a second. Mm -hmm. If that actually worked... Mm -hmm. What would you do to make money? You would place tiny classified ads <laughs> all around America. All over what America. What you wouldn't do is go on television and tell everyone else how to make millions and millions of dollars by copying the same thing I'm doing and flooding the market. <laughs> oh, you would if you want to be helpful. <laughs> right. It makes no sense. Right. No, you want to give back. Right. Yeah. And that's what Still everyone really want says. To give back. 
Uh, they all say that, and I'm sure they that's, do. of course, <laughs> they do. Uh, true. I, you uh, know, in that age of the infomercials, it, every one of them said that, too. Yeah. They all said, now, a lot of people wonder why I would give away my incredible secret. But I want to share what I have with you. Right. No, you don't. But You're what, trying to make money right. off of my gullibility. The reality is they have figured out a great business plan. It's the one they're mm -hmm. executing on you. They're telling you you can make all this money. Um, and what they're doing is their business plan is selling the crap to you. Now, that's not to say that people, some people don't listen to some of these plans. I'm not bashing everybody who has a, a strategy of making money. There's nothing wrong with having a strategy. There's nothing wrong with coming up with a system and having information to sell to people. It's There's wrong to scam wrong people, though. It's wrong to scam people if you know it's not going and, to work. Come on. Yeah. And Dom I mean, maybe is, you uh, think that scam selling... Scam is such a harsh word. Maybe you think that placing an ad for a product that you don't even necessarily have or stock, and you... You place an ad all over the country for that. Maybe he believed that would work. But did he really make $80,000 a month, month after month, doing that himself? I would certainly doubt that, unless he's I making it from really the commercials he's that. showing you, right? Unless it's yes. people sending him money for this. This is just, But, I, I mean, if you think about the strategy, it's essentially the one he's doing. He's placing yeah. ads on tiny television stations all across America and selling a product that doesn't seem to have any actual value. Like that Enron. That was his strategy. Right. That was Enron's strategy. Yeah, well, yeah. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. It became the seventh largest company in the world like by trading that. bandwidth. And, it's amazing. You know, I mean, but that, that's the thing. And they had all sorts of shell companies that worked certainly. Two beautiful buildings in downtown Houston. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Enron Jeff, Field. You just got to get a peek at uh, how I beautiful did. those buildings yeah, are. Nice. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. It, it, it's the same thing with Trump. It's like I can sit here and tell you how to be a, a, wonder, a wonderful businessman that can make all this money. Or I can start Trump University in which I can teach mm -hmm. you all the secrets so you can do it yourself and compete with me while you buy all these buildings. It makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, but, you know, that's yeah. the way these things work a lot of times. Now, there are, I, I just don't, you know, I don't want to leave it where every single person that does something like that, there's a, I mean, you know, a lot of people will I say. I would like, love to hear from somebody who's ever been successful at one of those infomercial type I mean, Don LaPree is really pushing it. I mean, uh, but I mean, LaPree, like, I'm talking but, about, a lot of people talk about flipping. But there's Trump University, and, there's house flipping, yeah, but I mean, and you some see of that, that on stuff. HGTV all the yeah. time. And where, people certainly do make money house flipping. Oh, yeah. Although it's a, yeah, it do. can be a dangerous business. I mean, yes. I certainly wouldn't want to be involved in it. Me I know either. people uh, who uh, who do it for a living, um, and really smart people, they, they can do well, but it's a high-stress environment, man. Like, that's yeah. not the way I could not operate in that world. That's like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, i got to sell this house by, like, next week or we're going to, you know, lose money. And you have money. to buy it a lot of times sight unseen. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it, mean it, can be, it can be dangerous. And not to mention it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, the labor is what. Now, you know what? No. Yeah. I mean, Jeffy, you've never, never done a day of labor in your life. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, really, in your entire life. You would actually be a good infomercial guy, because here you are at a television station making money, and nobody yeah. can explain it. No one knows how it happened. No one knows how you got the job. No one knows what qualifications you have. No True. one knows what you do while you're on the job. No one knows why anyone would employ you. None of these things make any sense, but yet, you yet, still are here I'm getting here. a check. You yet, can get I'm fat here. like me and stay fat month after month after month <laughs> by appearing... Really big on television. <laughs> that's awesome. I right, look, you know, I think that's a good plan. Yeah, uh, and Jeffy, you could. Sell I am a huge fan of that. You could sell. If that. you want to send me money, I will. I will absolutely teach you how to become that. All right, send a dollar in care of Jeffy. To I will absolutely teach Jeffy you how to become.
overweight and on television. <laughs> More patents too coming up in a minute. Because you have broken a lot of those, mm -hmm. you know, stereotypes. You know, everyone on this network, pretty much, uh, not everyone on the network, but at least on the Bloodback Radio sounds. Yeah, Stuart, 888-727-BAC. This is a great story from uh, California because they're, well, they're so stupid. They're so stupid in that state. You know, uh, if it weren't for the fact that California has resources like nowhere else on earth and beauty like very few places on earth and great weather through most of the state, if it weren't for all that, nobody would live there. But... You know, it is for all that. So 44 million people live there. You mean except for all the things that are great about yes. any particular yes. area? But it's run like a crap hole. Mm -hmm. And they've got a, a moron for a governor, Jerry Brown, who just announced that the $15 minim minimum wage makes no economic sense, but it makes moral sense. Okay? It makes moral sense. Are if I said that... If Ted Cruz said that about, I don't know, abortion or some other or some other issue that's important to conservatives, this doesn't make sense, you know, for the country, but it makes moral sense. So we're just going to do it. You would get driven out of the out of the country Not if you're a Democrat. I mean, you know, for example, uh, Barack Obama saying, mm. look, you know, we know the certain taxes uh, actually hurt. But we're doing it for country. issues we're of fairness. fairness. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. issues of fairness. It's it, that is. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, man. Uh, not what a president's supposed to do. No. The president is not supposed to do things that hurt the country because they they particularly feel moral about it. Um, you know, that's what I thought the left was supposed to be fighting against. Every time uh, anyone says anything about uh, your behavior, uh, your actions, they seem to frown on the moral argument. Mm -hmm. Not the case here. Mm -hmm. uh, morally, socially, and politically, the minimum wages make every sense because it binds the community together and makes sure that the parents can take care of the kids in a more satisfactory way. Now, of course, that's wow. not true uh, because the parents so, won't have jobs, uh, right. many of them. And apparently he knows that. Apparently he knows this hurts the economy. It hurts jobs. It's morally right? What are you talking about? It's going to screw things up for your... Is it going to be moral... For thousands of people to lose their jobs over this? For young people to be priced out of the market over this? I mean, where do you expect them to start when $15 is the minimum mm -hmm. you can make? I get so sick of hearing uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton talk about this issue all over the country. Well, 15, the minimum wage is $7. That's poverty scare. You can't support a family of 17 on that. You can't you can't have a house in the suburbs on that. You can't you can't drive a Lexus and and a van that will get your seventeen children carted around to their soccer games at seven dollars and fifty cents an hour. Right. No, you can't. No. And you know what else? It's not supposed to, stupid. It's not supposed to. It's for teenagers coming into the market. Right. 
$7.50 doesn't hurt them. It helps them. Helps the employer because they're getting uh, uh, low, low wage labor so they can afford to employ them. It gives them a little money for spending, for saving, for, you know, maybe their college in the future. It gets them into the f- workforce. It gets their feet wet. It, it provides a lot of things. But supporting a family, it's not meant for that. It never has been. No. Um, and it's amazing. Um, let's see if I can find the most recent update to this. Uh, let's see. Because um, Seattle did this. They put in a $15 minimum yeah. wage. And the updates of it are Think. amazing. I mean, you've seen restaurant employment in Seattle This is why nobody falling. ever talks about it. Right. Falling while the rest of the state is rising, while the rest of the country mm-hmm. is rising, employment around the rest of the country rising, the Seattle area falling. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes no sense other than the fact that they just. Ro- why would Seattle be doing more poorly than the rest of the state of Washington? It's it's the most economically productive area of Washington, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's the big city, right? Yep. Um, and yet they are losing jobs while the rest of the state are gaining them. In, especially in areas like the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. where you would see as a starter job, where I mean, it was one of my first jobs was in the restaurant industry. Most mm-hmm. people, at some point in their lives, the obvious exception of Jeffy, because they would, you know, they would uh, put him around food. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, That's by not the way, what he said. Jeffy was employed at a grocery store. <laughs> I know the worst hire of all time. I, in fact, at one point worked for a Nabisco. <laughs> As well. Uh, yes. Right. How did you talk That's your right. way into these places? Wow. And got you got to say, you will admit, this was not a good decision for them. You, uh, oh there's a lot of, gosh. let's put it this way. I, the merchandise in the store, yeah, this is on no fault of yours, but let me put it this way. The merchandise in the store seemed to be damaged a lot more often <laughs> and therefore available to employees. Um, I have zero responsibility on how those packages get delivered. Mm-hmm. And if they get delivered, damaged, I can't put those on the shelf, Stu. That's right. What, you, what can you do Customer with them? Doesn't do you have any, any ideas what you could do with them there, Jeffy? Well, you take them back to the warehouse, but you got you got you have to transport it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You don't want to leave it in the back of the store like that damaged for the mm-hmm. driver to pick up. <laughs> why, right? why wouldn't you just... So you just throw it in your car and transport it back to the warehouse. Now, <laughs> I must say, some days... You'd be, you know, you, you might right. get detoured and not make it to the warehouse. And, you know, one thing leads to another. And somebody breaks into your car and it's all stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you tell police? The police? Why were the police involved? I mean, I... <laughs> They're not involved in damaged goods at the grocery store. Really? They Still, wouldn't be? No. Okay. No. See, no. I, that's, I, I don't understand the business, obviously, yeah. Jeffy. <laughs> But it is happening in Seattle where people yeah. who, you know, you go. Well, it's going to happen Restaurants are closing. Too. Restaurants are closing. Now, this is an entire state. It's, it's easier. An entire state. Because, uh, like, for example, we lived, uh, we worked our studios before New York. We're in Ballackinwood, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And there's a road in Ballackinwood, Pennsylvania called City Line Avenue. On the other side of that road is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. All the businesses line up on the other side of the road in Ballackinwood so they don't have to pay the ridiculous taxes of Philadelphia. Yep. And it's the same thing that's going to happen. Same that point. happens in Seattle like crazy people. Are just, but they can open up their business a few miles away. In California, they leave the state. Which I mean, will happen. And it will happen. That will happen.
Senator Mackey's the phone number. Welcome to the uh, Pat Stew program, which, uh, by the Indeed. way, uh, recently called the greatest show of all time. Yes, and um, uh, quite often that's been the case. Um, and and uh, you pretty would proud say, of that. hey, wait a minute. We're uh, pretty proud of that. never seen it before. Hey, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Just uh, accept it for but, what it is. I mean, I don't want to brag about it. But what do you say, like... Uh, uh, neither do I want to overanalyze. Well, can, can we analyze just, for just a moment? Just let it be. Uh, if you were to say the number one source for information in the world, yeah. you'd probably say Mitch Coker, right? If I was just going to throw a name, mm. it'd probably the, the reactionary one you'd bring up would be Mitch Coker, um, mm. who's at Mitchell Coker 7 on Twitter. <laughs> well, obviously. Not the other six Mitchell Cokers, but what the did, seventh one is the one you'd say, right? What did Mitch 7 say? Well, I just, for example, just so he just tweeted, uh, I totally agree, Pat, best show I've ever seen in my life, the Pat and Stu show. Wow, there you go. I mean, I mean, it pretty much proves it, right? I, I mean, I, look. You can't, who, are you going to argue are you, with oh, Mitch? Oh, Mitchell is Mitch Coker? Coker all of a sudden no. wrong on something? <laughs> no. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mitch Coker started making mistakes. <laughs> when everybody said every time up until this point, he's been right, right. on every issue. Right. You were always. And like, now all of a sudden, you're going to say what? You contradict him all of a sudden? No. No. No, you don't no. contradict Mitch no, you Coker. Don't. No, uh, you don't. And again, he's he's obviously right. So, uh, you know. Thank you. Thank you. We know we're great. You know. You know, that, but you know and, I, and we don't so like on. to talk about and it. So we frankly don't like to talk about it. I don't want to bring it down a little, but some people mm. have said that Mitch Coker won. Not so bright. Yeah, some of the other Mitch Cokers are variable quality, but Mitch Coker well, seven. One is, through four are stupid morons. <laughs> According to most people. Really? Yeah. Okay. When it starts to get to Mitch Coker, five, six, and Pretty certainly bright. seven. Certainly seven. I mean, then you're talking genius. <laughs> so. Uh, it's the way we feel about it. I mean, it's just our honest opinion. We, we can't lie about that kind of stuff. No. Not about Twitter people. <laughs> not about Twitter handles. <laughs> I wish uh, Sarah Palin had the same policy about not lying. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, it would uh. be nice. Uh, there's a great piece in The Resurgent today uh, about this, uh, talking about how, uh, from Steve Krakauer, formerly uh, uh, who oh. used to work here. Yeah. And he, uh, he said, I, like I know Sarah Palin's uh, wrong on this because I was there. <laughs> and goes on and explains exactly what happened, not to mention Great. exactly what Ted Cruz did while he was down there. So uh, that's definitely, I uh, tweeted that earlier, definitely worth a read. Uh, also, she's been just basically attacking Glenn as a surrogate for, um, uh, for Donald Trump. And, you know, look, I, I get that you get in the heat of a campaign, maybe, I don't know, some people stretch the truth. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I get that that happens. It's just so bizarre. We kind of watched the... Bizarre transformation from you had Sarah Palin, then you had the parody, the mockery of Sarah Palin by Tina Fey, where she took what Sarah Palin really was and exaggerated it to a ridiculous place. Mm -hmm. Now, Sarah Palin is much more absurd than the Tina Fey uh, parody back in the day. Oh, yeah. Much more. We played the audio right. today for you on, uh, on the radio show. You should go back and listen to that. It's, it's, it's a worthwhile listen because it's just crazy and it's sad. And, you know, maybe she's just under stress and there's a lot of things going on. I don't know. But it's been a long period of time. It's not just mm -hmm. because her husband has obviously uh, had an accident lately and she's had some other family stresses. And those can, those can do damage on anybody. But this has been a long time coming and it's very strange. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen this happen in politics before that I can remember, where, where a person would go from 
respectable and, and kind of looked up to by major parties as like, hey, this could be the next f the future of the party, mm -hmm. and has completely collapsed in credibility. She's become yeah. a laughingstock. And, I, you know, it's kind of sad. Uh, but Glenn uh, talked about this after uh, he was criticized by Palin and just went through the facts of the issue last night. Watch. I can't control what other people say or what they choose to do. But I can set the record straight and let the, let the sunshine disinfect. Let you decide. Something's happening with Sarah Palin, and quite honestly, I'm worried about her. Um, because I saw a speech where she was speaking this weekend, and, and it was on the paper, but it was not. It was like on the paper and out of her mouth. It wasn't coming from here at all. She took a jab at me, and she took a jab at Ted Cruz, which is fine. It's nothing new. But she was mocking us for helping children caught in the crossfire of illegal immigration. I want you to see this. Watch. And he has forced candidates to finally own up to their actual support of and participation in perpetuating the problem of the immigration issues that we're facing. And the other candidates didn't want to talk about it, but Trump made them. What the heck are you thinking, candidates? What are you thinking when you're going ahead and you're actually asking for more Immigrants, even illegal immigrants, welcoming them in, even inducing and seducing them with gift baskets. Come on over the border and we'll, here's a gift basket of teddy bears and soccer balls. What are you thinking? It's just inviting more. Yet, yeah, candidates, they can say anything that they want to about immigration, amnesty, but actions scream so much louder than a politician's words. First things first, um, I and other talk show hosts, other politicians, including Sarah Palin, have not been afraid to talk about illegal immigration. It's bizarrely untrue. All of us, including Sarah, have been talking about it for over a decade. I want to show you a clip of a guest I had on my show in 2010 while I was on Fox News. And I had this person, rare to have a guest on my show, but we, we had a guest for a full hour. And we talked talk about all kinds of things. But one of the things that um, we covered was immigration. My guest was Sarah Palin. Let me address legal immigration. And we need to continue to be so welcoming and um, inviting of those who are represented there by our Statue of Liberty. Uh, the, the immigrants, of course, built this country. And I think Republicans, conservatives are at fault when we allow the other side to capture this immigration issue and try to turn this issue into something negative for Republicans. I think we need to recognize that, again, immigrants built this great country. There are rules to follow if you want to be a part of this great country. Let's make sure people are following those rules, but let's welcome this. Do you notice, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm an audio guy by, by training. Do you notice the way she's speaking here? It's coming from here. It's in her chest. Her voice is even lower. When she was talking this weekend, it was really high and, and disconnected. I've been talking about the immigration problem for a while now. You have been. She has been. Donald Trump didn't force us to start talking about it. 
we all have. But the reason why I wanted to play that clip is because Sarah said something really important there. She was right at the time. We can't let the left continue to make Republicans look like hate mongers on the issue of immigration. So now, if you believe that, you know that the left makes us into hate mongers, bigots, homophobes, everything. And that's not who we are. So how do you turn that around? What if we showed compassion in the midst of one of the most heated debates? What if we, without compromising the law, our values, or our principles on illegal immigration, did something stunning to win the hearts and the minds? What if we did something that no one on the left or the media could, A, avoid, and B, would expect? That, yes, we as conservatives do care about people and children, and we have the best interest of people in mind. However, there is a rule of law, and we have to send those people back. People want to come in legally, that's fine. How could we show people that, yes, we do care for people, and we do recognize illegals as humans? Well, that's exactly what we did on the border. That's what the border achieved. The New York Times wrote about it. The CNN did an uh, hour-long piece on it. I mean... That's exactly what Sarah Palin was advocating for back in 2010. And to say that offering soccer balls and teddy bears to kids who, no fault of their own, were somehow, we were seducing illegal immigrants to risk their lives and the lives of their children, it's quite frankly insulting. Nobody would risk their life to get a soccer ball. I mean, if they have one thing in surplus in Mexico, it would be soccer balls. They love the sport down there. Can you imagine... You imagine thinking you have to go to another country and you're holding back. You're not going to do it. And it means you're going to trek through a desert. You possibly may have to have your kids ride on the top of what is called the death train. And you're not going to do it. But then you hear, oh, my gosh, they're handing out teddy bears. They're handing out a soccer ball. And that's when you do it. It doesn't make any sense. We didn't encourage or seduce anybody to come streaming across the border. In fact, after our visit, the border, uh, the border crossings in McAllen went down dramatically. The one thing we did do was show humans that we care about humans and show the media that our heart and our head are engaged. That's it. My position is the same as it has always been. In fact, here's what I said at the time of our border trip. Through no fault of their own, they are caught in political crossfire. And while we continue to put pressure on Washington and change its course of lawlessness, we must also help. It is not an either or. It is both. We have to be active in the political game and we must open our heart. That's it. Ted Cruz's position is the same that it has always been. And I can show you that because this is what he said while I was standing with him at the border while we, after we unloaded trucks of medicine and food in 2014. Listen. Let me say thank you to Mercury One, thank you to Glenn for leading on this issue, uh, for raising over $2 million to provide food, to provide medicine, to provide toys to these kids. Our country has always been a country of 
humanity. And, and these children, while they're here, we need to care for them well. We need to demonstrate American values. But it's critical as well that we need to uphold the rule of law. The reason these children are coming is because they believe they'll get amnesty. They believe they'll get a better visa. But if they get here, they'll be allowed to stay. As long as that promise of amnesty is there, more and more children will come, and more and more children will be brutalized, physically assaulted, sexually assaulted by violent drug cartels, the coyotes who are bringing them in. And so, in my view, it is altogether appropriate that private charities and private churches are showing Christian love, are caring for these children, but at the same time, we need to eliminate the promise of amnesty. I filed legislation to do that, to make clear President Obama has no legal authority to grant amnesty whatsoever. And we need to expeditiously and humanely return these children, reunite them with their families back home. That's the right solution, and I thank Glenn for leading on that regard. So it's exactly the same as today. Firmly against coming to this country illegally. Firmly opposed to open amnesty. Firmly pro-rule of law. But entirely open to showing our Christian love and compassion. And winning the hearts and minds despite having to tell them they have to turn around and go back home. Now who is really the one who has changed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. That's I mean, what I was saying, Pat. That's exactly right. I, I mean, that's a great, it's a it's great an unbelievable segment. take down there by Glenn. I mean, and, yeah, and you, you look at that, it's well-reasoned. It shows evidence. It shows her and calm, her words. Calm. Where calm. She's, he doesn't say bitter, clinging religion. Bang. Oh. And the hogs. And what was it? We're going to stop. We're going to make so sure the bad. hogs are still here. Okay. Thank We're going to save the hogs. Save the hogs. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just. Really it's, bad. Look, it should, you know. Really bad. I don't. She's off the rails. And, yeah. you know. We didn't Sad. talk about it much, uh, uh, and I guess we feel freer to talk about it now uh, because she's bashing us. But uh, she's been off the rails for a while, yeah. and we noticed off the air for a while that she was kind of off the rails. So uh, I don't know. Uh, bless her heart. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too is on the way. Did I retweet this? I don't remember. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did I retweet Mitchell Coker 7 when he said, uh, totally agree, Pat, best show I've ever seen in my life, the Pat and Stu show? Because I don't remember. You know mm. who did that? An intern. A stupid intern who's not a winner. Incompetent. Who's incompetent, mm. who's not making America great again. Mm. A stupid intern did that. But I do agree with the sentiment. With the, sentiment. the only thing Obviously. I disagree with is that Mitchell Coker 7 says he agrees with me. Now, I was just repeating what I've heard. I was not saying that about ourselves. Right. right. Well, you know, was, I would never. No, 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 I would never not. presume to say something like that. I was just repeating what had been said if by I, many. If I know Mitch Coker, and I do, mm -hmm. I think what he's saying is he agrees with the millions mm -hmm. of others who have said it. He's not. Who have said it? Okay. He has heard the words right. from you, so he's saying I agree right. with their sentiment, Pat. 
Right. You know, and again, this shows the genius of Mitchell Coker 7. So nice genius. And then you look over here and you see not Mitchell Coker 7 and you think, yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully, because I see uh, on that uh, tweet that somebody accidentally retweeted. Mm -hmm. uh, There's no tag of uh, at Jeffy MRA, so there must be a mistake. No, there's no mistake. Wow, wow. So wait a minute. I mean, we tagged Pat and Stu. Huh. The Blaze? Uh, we tagged World of Stew and we tagged The Blaze. What else would you tag then? I don't know anything else you would, you know. Uh, so what, what, let's look into this a second, Jeffy. This is interesting. An interesting thing you picked up. Could it be that there's a message being sent there? Yeah, there is. Mitchell Coker 7 isn't quite as smart as you've portrayed him to be. Well, just because you're not Mitch Coker 7, <laughs> as portrayed in lights there. Could uh, it possibly be, Jeffy? Stop with your jealousy. Stop with your envy. Stop with your rage. No, you know what? I'm not okay. going to finish that. You know what? The Jeffy, <clears throat> if we keep doing this, Jeffy is going to request a safe space. I mean, mm. He's been threatening it for a while. Well, I hope not, because then we wouldn't be able to, you know, well, we wouldn't be able to do anything. Because he'd have to be safe here in this space. Well, I mean, unless he, because we would be violating the policy. There's a, there's a story mm -hmm. from the University of Edinburgh, which uh, says that a safe space policy was threatened, uh, which was violated. Oh, no. Because a, 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 mm. um, a student was, a, um, was threatened with removal uh, from, from student, a student council, council meeting, meeting after she says she raised her hand to protest a statement <laughs> with which she had uh, disagreed. Now, obviously... Wait, raising your hand is violation yeah, of like the you, safe, say safe something, space rule? Say something to me. Like, you say that Jeffy's good. Um, uh, Stu, I'd like to say something. No, no, that's okay. No, oh, that's, that's okay. okay. But say, say, have an opinion. Stu, I'd like no, to you say... Don't, no, you don't need to raise your hand to oh. say the opinion. You just say the Jeffy's opinion. stupid. Okay, now look at me. I'm offended. I think he's wrong. Now, I'm in violation of space space law. Because you raised your hand. I raised my hand and I disagreed. When oh, wow. when someone is, and obviously no one would ever disagree with a statement like Jeffy is stupid, mm -hmm. but like if, if that was a real <laughs> scenario. <laughs> an example. Right, an example. example scenario. It's absurd. We get it. The point is, <clears throat> I, I raise my hand and I mm -hmm. say, Pat Gray, you, your opinion is incorrect. And therefore, I have violated safe space policy. I don't agree with your opinion. Wow. My opinion is better than yours. Oh, my gosh. Oh did, my you gosh. did you hear that? I, he's got to go. Complete, um, uh, he was the vice president of academic affairs of student uh, uh, associations at Scotland's premier university during the heated debate a, a Thursday over a resolution in supporting the boycott of Israel. Oh, gosh. Wilson told the uh, Huffington Post <clears throat> UK, the safe space complaint arose after she was accused of failing disabled students by not responding to an open letter. At that point, I raised my arms in disagreement. And we had contacted the writers of the letter and tried hard to organize a meeting. It was for that reason that the safe space complaint was made. Uh, we are done as a civilization. Well, Pretty the much. good thing is. I mean, really? The code goes on to say that students at the meetings must refrain from hand gestures which <laughs> denote disagreement or in any other way indicating disagreement with a point or points being made. Disagreement should only be evident through the normal course of debate. I completely understand the importance of our safe space policy and will defend it to the ground, but I did not think that was fair, and had it gone further, I would have either left or argued against it. Mm. But the person even 
Even the person who was uh, charged with the safe space violation agrees with the safe space policy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are done. But but she was yeah because oh. it had it didn't go any farther right they voted to remove her, and uh, it passed not to have her not to have her removed, but uh, okay. some of the people in the class voted to have her removed. Okay, the campus newspaper reported the motion to remove was voted right. down. Eight. 18 out of 33 were in favor of ejecting her, though. This so was, it was 18-15 to eject her. How many, I mean, how? what kind of majority do you need, I wonder? <laughs> it's amazing. It's kind of like the Douche Hall of Fame. You need 95% of uh, Maybe. <laughs> but the majority of people wanted, to, wanted her ejected because she gesture. raised her hand. That is just really, it's really embarrassing. Amazing. It's embarrassing. Um, and it's mm. I mean, it really is more and more common. The, yes, the safe space thing is really fascinating to me because, like, I being nice to somebody is common courtesy. It's something that we've all been taught and we all practice on a daily basis. Obviously, Pat and I, for example, mm -hmm. um, are experts at making sure that we keep a debate civil, that right. we never insult anyone. That we you know, right. we want to make sure that everyone knows they are in a safe, in a space. safe space. We don't space, need to, a safe environment. We don't need to even that all. You know what we're saying, Jeffy? Right? All oh. points of view are welcome. Mm -hmm. All types of people. See, Jeffy's right welcome. in the safe space right now. Oh, look at that safe space. There he is. The f look at how f he barely fits in that safe space. He's so fat. I'd like him. <laughs> I want to disagree. Hey, I know. <gasps> he just raised his hand at you. Ah! I saw I him ejected. All Get in favor? Aye. Those okay. opposed? Aye. No. Nope. Motion carried. Bye bye. <laughs> Get out. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because <laughs> that is a part of common courtesy. Obviously, in a normal environment, that maybe you don't work with a Jeffy, you're going to be nice to people that you're <laughs> yeah. with. Right. Um, uh, but to to it's just it's like the, it's in a way. Uh, indicative of the overall debate we've had for a really long time, which is liberals seeing a, a need for some oversight from government or authority mm -hmm. figures or whatever to enforce something, yeah. where, where the free marketers like us say, wait a minute, we understand that people are generally going to be good to each other. Occasionally people will, will offend mm -hmm. someone else, and you deal with it at the time. There's no need to have some big policy that's going to get people who aren't doing something that are just raising their hand because they want to argue something uh, get thrown out of, of, a, of a student council meeting. It's insane. Yeah. But these policies are getting um, uh, implemented, and you got to believe that uh, kids today that are growing up are going to be are going to go through their entire lives with this nonsense. Indeed. And then then we'll change, and we'll be screwed. We're screwed. Uh, normally, I would be pissed off at this next story because it's kind of similar in nature to the safe space. Mm -hmm. um, but this is another another indication of liberals eating their own. Can we get some reverb on that? Oh, just for close. Oh, oh. <clears throat> I'll try it again. Maybe we can get some reverb. Liberals no! eating their own. Nice work. That was no. good. Yeah. And did you work on that for a while? Or? Uh, yeah, we've okay. been practicing that for about. Uh, we could six probably weeks. get some like production made up. Liberals eating their own. Oh, cool graphics good, right? stuff that would come on the screen. Oh. We yeah. say it instead of right. You just. Yeah, instead of me Dream just hollering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, California College, it, it, the students at a California college are objecting now 
to Madeleine Albright as a con commencement speaker. Now, Madeleine Albright, it doesn't get any more progressive than Madeleine Albright. <laughs> Why are they objecting to her as a commencement speaker? She's white. They're objecting to a white commencement speaker. I am not a fan of white people. I will tell you that, Pat. Uh, You're not a fan no of white people? affinity for you white people. Are a or white person, culture, Stu. for example. White you culture. Are, are white, white and I, you I are do part not, white I will culture. tell you this. I do not deal with white culture. I am not part of that machine. That is not me. And I, 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 you're yeah, except for no. Yes, you, you are, are violating my safe space by accusing me of that. And you are now kicked off of student council, Pat. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't on student council. So. It doesn't hurt that much. That's what I thought. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, soon after, officials at all-female Scripps College in Claremont, California, announced Albright would speak to graduates. An article in the school paper derided the checkborn diplomat for her skin color <laughs> and previous policy positions, and other students posted their concerns on social media as well. Albright has a pretty impressive resume if you're a feminist. She worked for the National Security Council during the administration of Jimmy Carter. Uh, and later taught international affairs at Georgetown University. She was U.S. ambassador to the U.N. and, of course, secretary of state under Clinton. Uh, one student wrote, with Madeleine Albright being our commencement speaker and a war criminal and a white feminist, I know some of our professors are refusing to be on stage. I was wondering if any of the students were planning a protest or perhaps some sort of show of disagreement with Al Albright and what she stands for. Um, independent... The Claremont Independent points out that students did not appear to protest when Angela Davis, who <laughs> this is great, who was on the FBI's top ten most wanted list for kidnapping and murder, when she spoke at the campus, that was fine. Well, was no look, protest. everybody has gone through that time in their lives where they experiment with kidnapping and murder. I mean, it's it's one of those things, a rite of passage, mm -hmm. uh, where you grow up, you know, you you have a couple, you, mm -hmm. you know, you. You mm. get to that. You get past high school. Usually, you're in that those mm. college years. Try to get the ransom money. You try to get really ransom money. <laughs> how else are you gonna make me money? We've heard that from criminals before. How else are you gonna get money? Uh, get a job. You can't answer that. Uh, I just. He's did. got no answer for it. Jack. Get a job. I said, it's, get a job. What, get what? You, oh well, you would always try to kidnap mm. someone with a job because then they're gonna have more resources. But what I'm saying is, no, I'm how saying do you, you instead of kidnapping, you try to get a job instead of the kidnapping. Uh, well, how can you in the, with this white culture? <laughs> well, Jeffy you. understands it. Thank you. Amen. No question. Jeffy Finally, someone has your voice. You on are the show. lying. I'm mm -hmm. loving it now. <laughs> You're like Mitch Coker Seven over there. Look at you. Look at you. Oh man. All right. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents. Do come on. It'll be a safe space when we come back. Oh, It'll be good. a safe place for you to gather, unless you're white. No, no white people. Ooh, yeah. No white people watch this but show. I have to tell you, go away. Well, you're white. I don't like the whites. White. I will say it. I don't you, like them. You've said it before, and you'll say it again. Triple eight seven two seven dead. Welcome. Hi. It's Hi. It's so good to see you oh today. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Really? You're excited today? Yeah. I mean, these yeah. guys are great. Right. I'm glad good. they're here. Good. Me too. Uh, White House is warning now that thousands to tens of thousands of additional heat-related deaths are coming 
from climate change. Oh. And I noticed that today, it's not thousands yet, but 84 people were dead uh, on my way into work. <laughs> You know, I have noticed climate change. I have noticed my uh, my parking spot outside. I can no longer park there because there's piling the bodies in my spot. <laughs> there's like eight or nine people in there. I noticed that in your space. Yeah, and, and it's like I don't care about running them over. Oh, yeah, there, there was only three or four. They're, they're dead, dead anyway. They're dead anyway. But it's just like sometimes, like if you mm-hmm. get on a on a lump of dead bodies too high, and your car gets stuck well, in you the can middle, high center. Yeah, which sucks. I don't want that. I don't want a high center on. On a bunch of dead, a pile of dead bodies from climate change? And a lot of times they stink because it's so hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know it was 57 degrees in Dallas, Texas this morning on my way in? 57 degrees. I mean, it's... Look at New York right now. Look at New York right now. It's snow. It's no surprise it's that violent crime snow. rates, violent crime rates yeah, here in right. Dallas are through the roof. Yeah. yeah. Why? Climate well, change. You know, first of all, you climate moved here. Change. But secondly... Climate uh, change. They're trying, to, they're trying to ask the police chief to, to resign. He won't. Why? He's, climate change. Thank you. Climate change. You should use that, actually. You might get a, you might. a good job. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I tried to do a good job, but climate change it <laughs> probably would work. It probably would. Mm. Uh, the report projects that under the middle-of-the-road scenarios, we can see from thousands to tens of thousands additional heat-related deaths in the United States. Each summer, the numbers are really striking, according to uh, John Holder. Good golly, is he still there? He's still the White House Office of Science and Technology Director? Wow. Wow. Holdren added that eventually, without sweeping change, people who try to work outside... Are you kidding me? ...will basically be unable to control their body temperature and die. This is a really, really big deal. I mentioned... uh, that uh, three times last week I had a fever <laughs> because of climate change. We did talk about that, as a matter of fact. We did talk about that. I don't know if we talked about it no, on I don't the think air. We, I don't, we didn't want the people to worry. First day, my, my temperature, my body temperature went up to 118.6. Oh, my gosh. From 90, 98.6 to 118.6. On day number two, it was so hot because it was like 60 degrees. That day, I, I mean, a lot of people won't believe that, but it actually did get up to sixty, and my body temperature shot up to two hundred three point nine. You know, now that you're you're mentioning it, I mean, we, I was going to mention it yesterday, and then I thought, now we're a little embarrassing and all. But when we were in Houston, I was concerned. Yeah, I know. Uh, that day it was three hundred and forty-seven degrees. <laughs> Why did you mention the other two? They don't seem significant at all well, compared just to that. Showing that climate change is getting worse. Okay. Oh, okay. When we were in like Houston, the, by the way, you talk about a hot place, and everybody knows Houston's hot, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the big knocks right. on the city. Uh, it was so hot. How it, hot was it? It was so hot that uh, Jeffy and I were cold walking into the hotel <laughs> that night. It was, yeah, that's how hot it was. You, it was all the way up to the that's 50s that was. day. And the a real stiff breeze was blowing. You know, that hot northern breeze oh yeah the hot northern breeze oh yeah oh yeah it had to be 55 degrees it had uh, to be i don't that's know how, it was so hot we felt cold you know how when you you touch that's because of the fever you touch ice sometimes and it gives you like a burn like a if you touch so this was the same thing in houston same thing only the opposite because it was so cold it made us hot instead of so hot it made us cold or wait. No, you wait. had it right the first time. No, I had it yeah, the right okay. the first time, so yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's terrible. I know, um, right? Either uh, way, horrific. Horrific. Every human anyway, being... That's why you see all the bodies outside your house. And it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not just Houston. 
It's no, not just it's Houston. Not. No, no, or no. Dallas. Every or human Texas. being in every part of the United States is every now being part. impacted by climate and will increasingly be in impacted if we do Wait. not take action now. Right. Of course, there's absolutely no way if we're being impacted now that we mm -hmm. can stop from being impacted further, no, I mean, even if we took action now. I agree that everyone in the United States is being impacted by some sort of weather. Mm -hmm. You do? I do wow. agree with so that. Jeffy's now on Jeffy's the bandwagon. Jeffy's on board. Yep. He's on board. Uh, weather, but... guys, weather kills. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now some would say, well, yeah, maybe hurricanes or tornadoes or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, no, uh, the 0.9 degree temperature rise over the past century. Mm -hmm. That's what kills. It kills. Think about this. Right now, it's what? 75 degrees outside? Maybe. It could be. Ish. 74.1. <laughs> Or actually, since Fahrenheit, like 73.8, 73.6. Oh. But instead, it's 75 That's why, degrees. just in the time you've been talking, 9,000 people in Dallas, Texas <laughs> have died, have been really? robbed dead. Thank God we're inside. Just in the time you've been talking. That's really scary. Yeah. That's really scary. It's not um, pleasant. Now, of course, it's not just going to kill you from the hot weather. It's also going yeah. to uh, make us sicker. And make our food less nutritious. I've been saying this for uh, years. Yep. U.S. Global Change Research Program. Now, Pat, you're a member. I am uh, the uh, chief executive head assistant. Okay. A chief executive to the head of To the head of the assistants, yes. Uh, assessment, their assessment identifies a number of ways in which global climate change is expected to pose a direct health risk to people in the United States around the world. So climate change endangers our health by affecting our food and water sources, which is interesting because uh, we actually are feeding more people than ever before, despite the predictions from these same people 30 years ago that we would right. have no food. Right, same people. Oddly... We've been able to overcome all of their previous uh, problems, mm -hmm. but this time we're going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, climate change endangers our health by affecting our food and water, mm -hmm. uh, air we breathe, mm -hmm. the weather we experience, as you Thank pointed you. out. Pat. It will exacerbate certain health effects, mm -hmm. certain ones. Like everything like such as? Asthma. Well, certain allergies. ones. Allergies. I can't say that. Uh, um, but certain ones that cold, already exist. flu, gonorrhea. And create new ones. You want to hear one of the new ones? Syphilis. Wait, herpes. It'll affect all those things. All those things. I think you're thinking oh of gosh. Jeffy moving into a town. That's a, it's a little bit of a different. Oh, you're right. Um, the report notes, for example, climate change is likely to compromise the food we eat with higher concentrations of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, bringing down the nutritional right. value of crops like wheat and rice. Now, this is a, a brand new stance, as uh, at least I, I, they don't necessarily say the time frame here, but uh, the previous estimates by the UN actually showed a positive. For the globe, as far as growing food for, for like seventy-five decades, years or something, twenty seventy or something, twenty eighty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when that, they they expect it to turn around, um, of course, obviously between now and 2070, 2080, we're not going to you know create any new uh, inventions that would solve any of these problems, uh, even if they're right. No, you, you see, stop. you see that we're in a virtual dark age right now. Yeah. Where exactly. there's almost no technological advancement. That's the problem. And that's the problem. So you can project that out another 70 years and know that we'll be in the exact same place, if not a little bit further back. Right. Like, for example, you know, uh, you know Tesla <laughs> just announced a $35,000 car that mm -hmm. runs on electricity and goes zero to 60 in three in, in six seconds. Yeah. And by the way, it will go a lot faster than that once they have all the uh, updates out as the price goes up. I mean, you'll get it a lot faster. And by the way, the updates come from a download. Yeah, yeah, they just digitally come into the car. Um, <laughs> and then you can update all your software. And yeah. a lot of times we'll actually add time to your... Mm -hmm. Actually, by the, way, the car accelerate faster. If they don't make it fast enough, so many people will have died, it won't matter. 
Good point. So, and all that's, that's happening. Good point. I will say that it's funny because the first 200,000 cars, because the stupid tax credit law that they invented, uh, will get the $7,500 discount mm -hmm. So um, from ta a tax credit, which, again, is the only thing that I don't like about Tesla. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just that, like why they need he to take He eats that alive, too. Right. I mean, the guy's a billionaire. He's out there taking risks with his own money. You don't need the freaking government cash. I wish he would mm -hmm. come out. I would be so proud of Tesla. Say, you, know, you know what? No thanks. What we'll do is, for the first 200,000 people, we'll just cut the cost by $7,500. Yeah, well, here's the problem, though. The first 200,000 people are going to be dead. Right. Thank you. They're going to be There's dead. There's not going to be 200,000. They're going to they're going to be dead from climate change. Just bodies stacked up on the way to the Tesla dealership. So. Is that a new Tesla over there? Oh, I can't nope. see. Plop. Pile of bodies. <laughs> Plop. And then as you're saying that, you fall dead from climate change. <laughs> right. More patents too coming up. Unless we die from climate change. A dark way to... And yet, okay, people have to wake up, Stu. Sick and tired of hearing that. Climate change is overblown. Climate always changes. I love this next segment. Climate, climate's always changing, so why would there be a <laughs> yes. Look us through this last, you know. I can do segment. that for you. I'm no, very, actually very excited good. about this. Uh, Me some too. really crappy TV series that networks somehow passed on. I don't understand it. Um, actually, one of them I don't think is crappy, but we'll get to that in a minute. This one seems like a bad idea. You mm. know MacGyver? Yeah. Well, what you don't know is once he was young. Watch. Okay. You're like a uh, like young MacGyver, huh? My name is Clay. No, 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 no. You're like a uh, MacGyverito. That means little MacGyver. This is They probably want to pass on this one. Yeah. Uh, how about Where's Rodney? This is an NBC uh, a, a pilot called Where's Rodney. Okay. Where's Rodney? What a childhood I had. My mother breastfed me through a straw. Where's Rodney? My old man took me to the zoo. They thanked her for returning me. Where's Rodney? Now, 
last week I looked up my family tree, two dogs were using it. That's a story of my life, no respect. <laughs> two dogs for you. Okay. Wow. Uh, not a surprise there. That's hard to believe. Uh, Heat Vision and Jack. Yeah, this one I'm familiar with. It's this one is intentionally bad. Um, it's it's starring uh, Jack Black, mm. and there's been a lot of series like this that have come out like on things like um, uh, Adult Swim and, and those sort of like you know networks mm-hmm. where like they actually make intentionally awful shows. It's become a kind of a thing. This is one of the early versions of it. It was the late ni- 90s, um, and it was Jack Black uh, mm. actually with a with the vo- Owen Wilson was actually the voice of his stupid motorcycle. It's bizarre. Well, watch this. <laughs> Jack Austin, astronaut, exposed to inappropriate levels of solar energy. Sunlight makes him the world's smartest man. I know everything! I want that brain taken out. Heat Vision, the motorcycle with the mind of Jack's unemployed roommate. Together they run for their lives, blocked <laughs> at every turn by adventure. So was that just a joke trailer, or I think they actually did make like a full episode of it. I, I, That's pretty weird stuff. Yeah. How about uh, Revenge of the Nerds? Apparently, they tried to make a TV show out of that. Okay. Doesn't seem like a good idea at all. Watch. Five. Boy, that looks bad. Gosh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Is this a real thing to create a chainsaw drone? Yeah, this I don't think is in a show. This is, I think, actually someone actually making a drone with a chainsaw attached. We promised you this oh, nice. yesterday. Check this out. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag killer drone. 
You'd have to have a pretty good drone to be able to carry yes. that weight. Oh, God, you know who would be complaining about this is Chuck Schumer. We've got to do this Chuck Schumer audio tomorrow. Where he's talking about the, the gun that looks like the iPhone. Did you see this story? Oh, yeah, the, I saw oh. the iPhone gun story. You have to see how stupid his comment is about this. The Chuck Schumer? Yeah. The Charles Chuck Schumer, the one that's in the Douche Hall of Fame? Yeah, Chuck we're watching Schumer? this beautiful footage. I swear, I swear to you, he says, uh, The Second Amendment guarantees your right to bear arms. It doesn't guarantee you have a phone that looks like an iPhone, or a gun that looks like an iPhone. No, considering it was 200 years before the invention of the iPhone, it probably doesn't guarantee that. <laughs> Idiot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you can cut off icicles off your roof with the chainsaw drone. I don't know if there's actually practical. You know you just open up your house. Yeah, oh, you you decap can decapitate snowman, uh, which you could do without the drone, too, but... Right. There you go. That looks like they're fine. We'll see you tomorrow. And, uh, you know, unless we're dead from climate change or chainsaw drugs. Or chainsaw drugs.